0: Well, glory. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. It's settled. It's settled. This last Tuesday, Rick Joyner sent this word out. One of the questions I'm asked most frequently about the coming, the second coming revolutionary civil war is when will it break out? I have received nothing about the timing, but since publishing this dream, I have received messages from several people, giving words of civil war could break out in America in 2021. A rationale some have given this is that Trump will be reelected a second term and it will cause division and violence, perhaps. I regularly hear the words that are attributed to me and that I never gave. Often they are opposite to what I believe. This has been the case with prophecy from the beginning. <clears throat> and we see with many of the biblical prophets, they had to contend with words which from others that were countered theirs. This is why it's increasingly important for us to not just seek to hear a word from the Lord, but to hear the word himself. We must know his voice and follow the Lamb, not just prophetic words. <clears throat> Something like revolutionary civil war is so dramatic and its consequences so great that it can overshadow almost everything else. However, the most important event now unfolding in our country is another great awakening. Give me an amen. When the awakening, we can expect revivals to break out in different parts of the country. Well, as a spiritual hunger to know the Lord, this is far more important than the revolutionary civil war and will be the main factor in the coming Things in the natural often parallel what's happening in the spirit. There's also a great revolution beginning in the church. Like the revolution that restored the Constitution as the supreme law of the land, a great revolution is coming to the church to restore the solid biblical foundation of what the church life is intended to be and even what real Christianity is. <clears throat> Presently, a small fraction of U.S. citizens have read the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Our ministry lawyer took constitutional law in the school in school, and his class never once referred to the Constitution. (coughs) Belly, belly. They spent all their time studying Supreme Court decisions because the Supreme Court has usurped the place of the Constitution as supreme law of the land, and by doing this has become the source of the biggest division growing in the country. Likewise, the church is filled with teachers teaching that it is teachings that is disconnected from Scripture, rather than a teaching based mostly on human thinking and m- human wisdom. One popular evangelical journal did a study of, study of what was published and found that less than one percent of the articles they published had even one reference to Scripture. This is church movement that prides itself in the most being most devoted to the scriptures. Spurgeon once said he could find 10 men who would die for the Bible for everyone that would read it. Still true today. There has never been anything and never will be anything as revolutionary as the gospel of the kingdom. This gospel of the kingdom that Jesus and his disciples preached. But it has not truly been preached since. There has never been anything written, never will be, as revolutionary as the Scriptures. Just as we can point to the departure from the Constitution at the root of virtually every crisis in our government and country, we can likewise point to the root of the great crisis in Christianity. The church, is to, the church has de- deviated from sound biblical truth. The main answers to crisis in their country and the church is to return to the foundation given to us by the Constitution and the Bible. The most important things we can do is to be prepared for the time's coming. Some of the most popular doctrines Im- embraced by Christians today are not found in the Bible. Many are even contrary to its teaching. Peter warned about these teachers that teach the unstable and untaught distortion just as they do the scriptures to their own destruction, Second Peter 3:16. The foolishness of so many followers, those who are pretend, uh, the foolishness of so many to follow those who are pretenders and disconnected from the truth, is the cause of much destruction that we are headed for. When politicians today challenge something that's unconstitutional. More often than not, what they are promoting is unconstitutional. Likewise, the same is true with church leaders declaring something to be biblical or not when the opposite of what they're saying is the truth. When asked about the signs of the end of the age, the first thing the Lord said was, be not deceived. Four times in Matthew 24, be not deceived. Many of the other prophecies about the end of this age highlight how deception will be the primary mark of this time. What have we been talking about? Deception. Okay. The antidote. Obey God's great commission to make disciples, not just converts. Those who do not have a devotion to and love for the truth and the wisdom and nobility of the... What are they called? Bereans? Yeah. Who search the scriptures for themselves to check out what the apostles were teaching. We will, will not be deceived. Begin by studying what Jesus said about his disciples, what a true disciple is, learning of him and becoming like him. We're living in very deceptive days. And you know, it's sad, but what is the answer? The word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. We are to study the author and the finisher, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. See, that's what we've got to hold to in these days that we're living in. And, you know, I talked a little bit about deception. And I want to go on and, and, and give you one more thing I want to talk about. <clears throat> and the thing is, if you look at most of the epistles, most of them is encouraging you about your identity. And we do that very good here. But a lot of them, a lot of the verses is warning you about false teachers. And false stuff that's coming to the the church. It's warning. And you remember Peter, what did he say? He says that I'm going to warn you one more time, though I do it all the time, so that you'll have this after my leaving. And what did Paul say to the uh, elders at Ephesus? He says, night and day I warned you for the space of three years that after my departure will grievous wolves come in not sparing the flock? And of yourselves will arise teachers to draw disciples after themselves. And he said, I warned you with tears night and day for three years. So see, we need to be admonished about what's coming on the earth so we can watch for it. But the antidote, and it's not in my notes here, <clears throat> is the word of God. When Jesus went into the wilderness for, for 40 days and 40 nights, it says afterward he was hungry. And the devil came to him and says, if you be the son of God. Now, some people say that that word means sense, but no, if you look it up, it's if. He was questioning whether he was the son of God and trying to get him to question whether he was. If you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus said to him, what? It is written. Get that down. It is written. When these thoughts and these things come into your mind, you need to say, it is written, devil. And you go because... It's 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 getting worse. Bible says in the end time evil men and seducers are going to get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We're in the midst of that right now. You need your focus clear. Looking into Jesus, the what? Author and finisher. That means he's everything in between. So don't be moved from that. We're made partakers of Christ. If say if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast, how long? To the end not those that start the race that count, but those that what? Finish it. Not only finish it, but finish it with what? Joy. Amen? So stay focused to what's going on around you. And that's, that's what's happening today. And we got to be aware of it. You know, Proverbs says in uh, 14, 12, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. They seem right to what? A man. You know, in the book of Revelation, it says, you know, it's astounding. The letters to the church, the revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not just a revelation of the end time. It is a revelation of Jesus Christ. And in those letters he sent to the churches, three times, four times, he said, repent. He had something against the churches. That's not, and he said, repent. You know, in a lot of these modern teachings, they say you should never repent. You don't, you, 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 come on. Now, I'm telling you something. If Jesus said four times you ought to repent, you ought to think about repenting. Sometimes we need to repent. And what does repent mean? That, that means to change the way you think. It does. And the way you think is to put on a different mind. Exchange the way you think. Because the natural mind can't change. And so he says you've left your first love. One time, he says, repent, do your first works. What was that? To believe on him, love him with all your heart. So we're, we're being bombarded by things that's going on in the world today. The church has basically <clears throat> left the word of life. and That's why you should know the truth if you continue in it, and the truth will do what? <laughs> Set you free, and it'll keep you free. So you gotta contend for what was given to you and and get into it. You remember in Jeremiah 17 5, it says the heart is deceitful and no Jeremiah 17 9. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. I the Lord searched the mind and the hearts to give to every man according to his works. So the old heart is deceitfully, deceptively wicked, and so is the old mind. That's why we got a new mind. We're, if any man is in Christ, he is every. I don't think he likes what I'm talking about. The feeling is mutual. I don't like what he's talking about. Amen? But the heart is deceitful. That's why God said, I'm going to give you a new heart. A heart to know me, Jeremiah 24-7. I'm going to give you my heart. The heart we have is his heart. Now, the heart is the seat of the soul, the mind, will, and emotion. Your heart is the seat of the soul. That's why it's imperative that we have a new heart and a new spirit. And He's going to take away the stony heart and give us a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. And a new battery. Thank you, Lord. None of these things move me. We got a lot of batteries. So have a drink. Have a drink. Remember, deception was the vehicle which the serpent used to transport sin to the human race. Deception continues to be Satan's most effective device in keeping men from knowing and doing the will of God. Distractions. That's that's the main thing he's good at. Deception is the act of representing as true what is known to be false. False. Jeremiah 8, 5, it says, Why then is the people of Jerusalem slidden back by perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return to me. Hold fast to what? Deceit. And Remember, deceit seems right. The problem with deception is so deceiving. And I've told you, and I really want to emphasize this, I told the elders years ago when I studied this, I said, guys, if y'all see something in me you don't like, you tell me, and if I don't see it, I'm going to trust you more than I trust myself. Because why? You can't trust yourself because you think you're right. That's, That's why a man that isolates himself from all sound wisdom opens up the door for a lot of things. I think there's a scripture. I don't remember where it said, but it's in uh, Proverbs. Which one? Oh yeah, my, a man that isolates himself. Yeah, that's it. But I wasn't thinking about that one. But that's what happens when you get isolated. And what does the devil want to do to you? He wants to separate you from the flock. And that's how they, that wolves get things they're after. They separate them from the herd. So you gotta you gotta watch that, but. Proverbs eleven fourteen. 14, I think it says, uh, put it up, Rod, 14, I don't want to miss it. There you go. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. See, you've got to trust somebody beside yourself. We are a body of Christ. We're not designed to think for ourselves. We need others around us can help us see the whole picture. We're not a, an island. We've got to trust people around us. Now, I know cursed is a man that does what? Trust in man that makes man his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. But that's not us. And uh, I value every one of your opinions, and, and we've got to be that way. We've got to stay teachable, you know. You've got to stay teachable. You know, Paul talked in Second Corinthians chapter 11 about these super apostles, for they're not true apostles, that's the passion, but deceitful ministers who masquerade as special apostles of the anointed one. And no marvel for Satan himself is what transformed into an angel of light. See, we got to see that. 1 Timothy 1 and 2 says, Many shall, Some shall depart from the faith, 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. And it says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's going on more and more. I don't believe I've ever seen a more deceptive time we're living in. You know, it blows my mind at some of the stuff people think is truth. When they say good is evil and evil good with our saints, that's Isaiah chapter 5 or so, thinking good is evil and evil's good. And putting light for darkness and darkness for light. It's incredible. Proverbs fourteen fourteen says, The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Say himself. You want to be delivered from yourself. That's the old self. Acts, you know, that's... Uh, I got that early. I want to read some things. You know, I think... We all love certain scriptures that give us identity, and they're well marked. But there's some scriptures in the Bible, most of us don't have marked. And, and I think like you look into to the churches that Jesus talked to in Revelation. You know, he had a few things to say to them that didn't make you clap. There's still some things in this Bible that won't make you clap if you read it. And I want to read one of them here to you. Now, Jude and Peter says this. I may read Jude too. Second <clears throat> Peter chapter two verse one. I'm reading the passion. In the past, there arose false prophets among God's people, just as there will continue to be false teachers who will secretly infiltrate your midst to divide you, bringing with them their destructive heresies. They will even deny the Master who paid the price for them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow follow their immoral lifestyles. Because these corrupt, false teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. They will only be out for themselves, ready to exploit you for their own gain through their cunning arguments. Their condemnation has been long coming, but their destruction does not slumber or sit idly by, for it is sure to come. Now don't forget, got that? God had no pity for the angels when they sinned, "...but threw them into the lowest, darkest dungeons of gloom, locked them in chains, where they are firmly held until the judgment of torment. And he did not spare the former worlds as the days of Noah when he sent a flood to destroy the deprived world, although he protected Noah, the preacher of righteousness, along with seven members of his family. And don't forget that he reduced to ashes the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, condemning them to ruin and destruction." God appointed them to be example as to what's coming for the ungodly. Yet he, let me see this. Yet he rescued the righteous man Lot, suffering the indignity of unbridled lust of the lawless for the righteousness. Lot lived among them day after day, distressed in his righteous soul by the rebellious deeds he saw and heard. Now, one of the things here I want to read to you when he said talked about all the things God had done, he's got a little footnote here. Catch this. As an example of ungodly coming generations, after seeing these three examples of fallen angels, people who lived in the time of the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, it's difficult to believe that everyone will ultimately be saved. Now that's the big movement that's going on. It's difficult to believe. There is a doom that awaits the ungodly, those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. Now, Jude said the same thing. You know, Jude come and he said, I'd like to talk to you about Jude chapter 1. Jude, a loving servant of Jesus, the anointed one, brother of James. I'm writing to you chosen ones who are wrapped in the love of the Father God, kept, guarded for Jesus the Messiah, May God's mercy, peace, and love cascade over you. That's awesome. Dearly, friends, dearly loved friends, I was fully intended <clears throat> to write to you about our amazing salvation we participate in, but felt the need to insist to challenge you to vigorously, say vigorously defend. vigorously defend, earnestly contend for what? The faith that was once delivered. Contend for the beliefs that we cherish, for God through the apostles has once for all entrusted these truths to his believers. There have been some who have sneaked among you unnoticed. They are deprived people whose judgment was prophesied in scriptures long ago. They have perverted the message of God's grace into license to commit immorality (coughs) and to turn against our absolute master, the Lord Jesus Christ. (coughs) I need to remind you that even though you're familiar with this, that the Lord Jesus, having saved his people out of Egypt, Subsequently, destroyed those who were guilty of unbelief. Now, Saints, you remember two or three, about a couple of weeks ago, you know, when I, I brought up to you the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Through the fear of the Lord, we are delivered from the path of the destroyer. You need a healthy fear of the Lord in your life. You need to realize that these scriptures and the things I've just read to you now are not there by accident. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, These things are written for you as your example, so you don't do what they did. You with me? See, this deception is constantly trying to pull you out from under the faith and, and get under some kind of thinking that you got something to do with this whole thing. I can tell you, you don't have anything to do with any of this. He called you. I like what Bob Mumford said. He chased you down, brought you in, put his foot on your neck, said, Do you give up? And you say, I give up. And then you get up and say, I found the Lord. (laughs) You didn't have nothing to do with finding the Lord. I'm found of them that sought me not. And I'm telling you, you ought to be so thankful. He that's forgiven much should love much. And we need to keep ourselves, like Jude said, in the love of God. I want to tell you how wonderful you are and you are, but I got to warn you what's coming. Well, I'm here to tell you, I want to warn you what's coming. Stay focused in the scripture. Stay focused in the word of God. You know, it'll keep you safe. And uh, the church has got to get back to this living word of God. I'm telling you, heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will not. Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees, don't think that I'm going to judge you in the judgment day. I'm not going to judge you. My words I've spoken now will judge you in that day. I remember when I first read that, it went off like an alarm. And I figured out something. I said, and this was while I was still trying to earn my salvation a little bit. I knew I was saved by grace through faith, but I had to keep myself. And I was thinking, you know, the words I've spoken, the same will judge you. And I thought, now, if I get this word and hide it in my heart, and I get his word in here, the the judgment will already be there. I won't have to be judged, because I allow the word of God to judge me we got to allow the Word of God to judge us. The Word, what? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the Word, and without the Word was not anything made that was made. And that Word was the light of men, that lights every man that comes into this world. You're the light of the world. You're the Word for the world. You're salt. You're light. That's what those are. That's why we're here. So you got to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and get focused. You know, don't be moved from what's going on. <clears throat> I, I'd never read much of Revelation, and I put on this tape here. I walk around the morning and started listening to the book of Revelation. Every morning i listened listen to the, all these messages towards the church, and I, I just began to realize what he was saying there. And he was talking about, you know, all these things. And <clears throat> Then I got to thinking some of the teaching. Well, you know, Jesus died for your sins once for all, so you can't sin anymore. Are you hearing a little deception coming here? You still have a choice. Sowing and reaping still is in effect. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the flesh corruption. You sow the spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. Be not deceived. God is not marked. So what I'm saying is, don't just hold on to the scriptures you like. Let the rest of it judge you too. That's why you got to keep yourself in the love of God. Amen? Amen. Give me an amen or oh me. See, I, I don't know about you, I really honor and respect people like Billy Graham, people like all these people that's fought the good fight for 50, 60, 70, 80 years and finished your course. That's when God says, well done. Finished your course. And I want to finish my course. I don't know about you. I want to finish my course. And I want to finish it with joy. Amen? And all the enemies after is your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He just wants to slip in a little bit of deception to you add just a little bit to what he's done. If he's the author and finisher, what does that tell us? You know what? <clears throat> There's a few in Sardis that have not defiled their garments. And they will walk with me in what? And I will not blot their name out of the book of life. Now, what does that tell you about universal? everybody in the devil's going to be saved. I believe God loves us so much. Every time a baby is born, even aborted, that baby's name's written in the book of life. That's how much God loves the world. He doesn't want any to perish. Everybody born into this world <clears throat> are written in his book. It's only those that don't receive what he's done that has their name blotted out of the book. He's positive. Every name, every person born. Remember what Moses said? Now, God, if you don't go in, block my name out. If you don't go with us, I'm not going just block my name out of your book. We sang that song, there's a new name written down in heaven. We used to think every time somebody got saved their name is written in the book. No. When you're born, your name's written in the book. God's got faith in you. <clears throat> I will not blot your name out of the book. You know, it might do you some good like me. Kind of read the revelation a little bit. I don't understand most of what I, after you get past the churches from then on, it's kind of wild. <laughs> I, I don't have a revelation of all that. but <clears throat> I know one thing. It says, blessed are those that read and blessed are those that understand the words of this book. And if you add to it or you take away, you better watch out. Now, listen. Fear of the Lord healthy. It endures forever. Fear of the Lord is a good thing. It's an honor. It's a respect. There's a lot to it. Amen? <clears throat> Remember in Ephesians 4, the fivefold ministry, I know I, we're going to have communion here in a minute, says it's given to us that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the sly and cunning craftiness of men that lie in wait to deceive you. It's there everywhere. What did Jesus say? Guard what you got, lest any man take your crown. What did he say? Lest any man, deceivers, take your crown. We got a crown. And you know what the crown is? It's, it's a, a crown like a person would get for winning a win race. It's, it's a woven crown. He said, don't let any man take your crown. So that tells me men can what? Take your crown. And how are they going to do it? By deceiving you. And there's there's so many deceptive things. Uh, Put in 2 Thessalonians 2, Rod and a Passion. I won't turn there if you can get it. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1. now regarding the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and gathering together to him, we plead with you, beloved friends, just go ahead now, not to be easily confused or disturbed in your mind by any kind of spirit rumor or letter allegedly from us claiming that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone, what? Deceive you in any way. Before that day comes, rebellion must occur and the outlaw, the destructive son, will be revealed in his true light. He is the opposer counterpart who exalts himself over everything that is called God or his worship, who sets enthroned in God's temple and makes himself out to be God. Catch that. What is humanism when you become God yourself? We're getting that stuff plumb past just humanism we used to deal with. Go ahead. <clears throat> Don't you remember that when I was with you, I, told, I went over all these things, see, over these things. Now you're aware of the ruling power so that he may be fully revealed when his time comes. For the mystery of lawlessness is already active, but the one who prevails will do so until he is separated out of the midst. For the outlaw will be openly revealed and the Lord will overthrow him by the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by the dazzling manifestation of his pregnancy. Have you ever seen that? I'm, I'm telling you. It's getting wilder and wilder as you see all this stuff happening. Okay? Let's go a little further. Huh? That's it? Oh. This the presence of the outlaw is apparent by the activity of Satan, who uses all kinds of counterfeit miracle signs and spirit wonders. Yeah. All right. Every form of evil deception in order to deceive those who are perishing because they Reject the love of the what? Truth. That they would lead them to being saved. The love of the truth. I'm telling you, I don't know if you've noticed, but you're in the same class with the Jewish people. They don't like you a whole lot. Jesus said they would hate you. They hated me, they're going to hate you. We're seeing more of that happening in these days we're living in. And that's why you've got you to gotta see what he's doing. But, you know, 1 John five eighteen says, Passion, we are convinced that everyone fathered by God does not make sinning a way of life. Give me an amen. amen. Because the Son of God protects the child of God. The Son of God protects the child of God. Passion, one, whatever it is. Oh, no, I'm not going to read that to you. I already read that to you. All right. Oh, happy day. Do you think we have a little deception we need to watch out for? You know what it says, what did he say in June? It says, these people come in to your love feast. Do you know what this service is called? A love feast. It's God's love shed abroad by the Holy Ghost. They come in to take away that feast that you're there. They don't care. And so we got the He said, what did he say about your heart? Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep that new heart, for out of it are the issues of life. 2 Corinthians 7, having these promises. What? These promises. Dearly beloved, let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. In the what? Fear of the Lord. So, you need a little fear of the Lord, you need the word of God, and you need to be aware of what's going on around you. Be sober. Be diligent because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He has to have permission. But you give him permission by your words and your actions. Watch what you say. This is a year to guard what you say. Remember? These things still work. All right, Mary, come on up. I promise I'm going to go on to something else now. But that don't mean I won't come back to it. And you know why I do it? Because I love you. Yeah. you. It's not only, I, I, listen, not only am I excited to get in there, but i am be a whole lot more excited to see that everybody else is there with me. I don't want to run in vain or labor in vain. My little children, he said, and whom I travail in pain until Christ be formed in you, and you in him.